0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one therapist, business coach. And so we have another special guest. Um, We have a mental health therapist that I will be interviewing on today's episode. And just to get to let you know a little bit about her, her name is Shaniqua Ford. She is the lead therapist and wellness coach at Soul Work Cafe In the south suburbs of Chicago, Shaniqua is a clinically licensed social worker, LCSW, with a master's degree in social work from the University of Chicago with over a decade of experience in the mental health and wellness holistic field focused on trauma, including racial and spiritual trauma, grief and loss, identity, depression, and anxiety. Shaniqua is dedicated to helping individuals harness their power to evolve and thrive in wholeness. She created soul work cafe with a mission to help individuals remember their own intuitive knowing, cultivate self-trust and strengthen the connection with self to heal and create the fulfilling power life they deserve. So now let's go into today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Brandy for Abundance podcast. I am super excited for this episode and this video because we have another special guest. As you heard, hopefully in the snippet of this podcast and video episode, we have one of our epic Dope Therapist Academy alumni and elite coaching mastermind students. And so I am going to allow her to introduce herself, but make sure as usual that you have your pen and paper you never know what nuggets and gems will be shared. And as a result of these collaboration podcast episodes, we're also going to share with you behind the scenes of how this awesome therapist built her private practice and what she is doing right now in the field. And so I want to welcome everyone, Shaniqua, to the podcast. And so <laughs> can you give them a brief intro into who you are and where you're located?
1: All right. Hey, family. Um, My name is Shaniqua Ford. I am a licensed clinical social worker and I am in Illinois. I am the owner and CEO of Soulwork Cafe. And we like to call ourselves decolonized and holistic therapeutic services. So we help folks really evolve and harness their power.
0: That is awesome. Come through that mission statement. (laughs)
1: Oh man.
0: All right. So nice. And so let's jump into it because one of the things that we've been doing on our podcast is that I want therapists to see what it was like for different therapists to brand themselves, to build their own business. And then also we have another group of people that sometimes watch the videos or tune into the podcast, which are non-therapists. And I believe that even for non-therapists listening to this, there are still some nuggets and gems that can be shared because at the end, what we're talking about is either resilience, you know, ambition, not giving up, and then like time management, you know, skills and things like that. And so let me ask you, this is always a fun question. How did you get into the mental health field? Like, How did you choose mental health?
1: Lord, it was a long journey, right? So, I was a a non traditional student. Uh, Right after high school, I tried psychology and English and African American studies and then lived life, right? And then returned to school after a lot of transitions for myself. Um, Another branch in was through ministry. I was a teacher and a women's ministry lead and found my comfort holding space for folks. So, it was something that was always there. It got cultivated a little bit more in ministry. And then I found myself in social work school because I've always been passionate about social justice and equality, but just folks having access and having support. Mm -hmm. So from there, we came in and I went hard into mental health because of my journey in witnessing, right? Specifically Black, Indigenous, and folks of color, not having that emotional and Uh, mental health supports available within the community, right? So I got real passionate (laughs) and thought I was going into policy work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then again, came back to the place of, I love holding space for folks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was told in grad school, like, you need to pick one. You need to pick macro or you need to pick micro. And that didn't sit well with me. I knew better, right? And that's that strong intuitive knowing. Wow. And so I, div- I created Soul Work Cafe from that space of wanting to honor and hold space with folks in community, like mm-hmm. a village, like Breaking Bread, which is um, culturally <laughs> very yes, dominant, yes. right? But also thinking about soul work is we work on ourselves individually, we heal everything we touch. And mm-hmm. that's where our macro practice comes in. So I find myself also working with a lot of folks who are in that space of transition and our creatives and leadership roles and things of that nature. All
0: right. Uh, spell for the audience, uh, the name of your company so that they can show <laughs> it. <play>. Okay.
1: <laughs> so we are Soul Work Cafe and that is work W-E-R-K. <laughs> All
0: right. Y'all got that. We're going to make sure to put everything in the show notes. And so I'm glad that you actually explained it. Cause I know that when you and I originally started talking about the name of your company, I said, okay, let's look at it. Of course, I'm looking from the marketing perspective. And I said, how will people know you know, what it is? And so we'll dive deeper, but I really, I'm glad that you explained the overarching you know, vision that you have in terms of what space you wanted to hold for people in your community and customers now and yeah. clients that you've served. And so let's niche the conversation down some more. Who is your ideal clientele right now?
1: So our ideal clientele are folks who are in the age range of about 24 to about 55, right? Folks who are experiencing transition. And so I love to say it this way. It's folks who are meeting themselves for the first time.
0: Mm, that's good.
1: As they're coming out, um, oftentimes we serve a lot of graduate students mm-hmm. who, now again, Black, Indigenous, people of color, <laughs> a lot of first gen. So they are really trailblazing. Mm-hmm. And like, what do I do now? I'm mm-hmm. going back home <laughs> um, where well, folks think I got a degree. And if I get a job right out, I got money. How do I transition back into my communities? The other piece is folks who are experiencing grief and loss and that can be ambiguous. So divorce or right, empty mm-hmm. nesters. So we well, really like life,
0: um, life transitions.
1: Life transitions all day long, right? Yeah. And that's what we know about because we've been there. Again, I shared my experiences being a non-traditional student, like I'm a single mother, divorced. Like So we understand the transitions and um, evolution. So Mm -hmm. this embracing these new parts of yourself and coming face to face with self and saying, what I use to survive may no longer be serving me. So how do I move forward and cultivate in a space to thrive?
0: That's good. Like As you're talking, I'm literally visualizing if one day we can go back and drink tea at a space. Um, I was literally visualizing, actually looking at your background too, like me as a client, like, whoa, I feel like I would be so cool just sitting in front of you (laughs) and having a comfortable conversation in public to make mental health okay. And I just wanted to say that out loud because sometimes when we think about the marginalized population, the population that you serve as well, so as I, there's still a stigma around mental health despite this era that we're now quote unquote coming out of, you know, uh, the black and brown culture still, at least the older tradition for sure, mm-hmm. look still at mental health as like a taboo topic. And so I just wanted to share like how comfortable it felt internally for me to even visualize what it would be like for a client to sit down in front of you based off of your mission, which if mm. people are listening and they're thinking about, you know, going to therapy this magnetic connection, even that I'm visualizing with you, describing your practice right now, drinking tea—that's the feeling that you want to have. I think with a the therapist, you want to feel comfortable. You want to let your guard down so that you can just let it all out, so she can tap into your soul. You know, and do that work. You know, at a cafe. All right, so at a cafe, right? <laughs> so you kind of went into like my next question you know so now that we have an idea of like who you serve and you clearly have talked about your love and passion for this population what makes your practice unique so can you explain to our audience what does your practice look like now and actually back up how did you start your private practice
1: so uh like so many other clinicians after all those three thousand hours of supervision uh practicing community mental health for three years and um, substance use and reincarceration, right? Like that is my track record going all the way through. And even a short time in an inpatient psychiatric facility, right? Those experiences led me to be like, yeah, no, right? I don't fool with this. You mean system. you want higher functioning clients? Is that what you <laughs> not um, not function? even. It was, more, it was more so for me. I wanted folks to be able to be in their element so Mm -hmm. they can come and still engage with their natural environment. So with my clients, and I have clients with more severe diagnosis in private practice, but they're well-managed because what we process and work through is, what are your core beliefs and Mm -hmm. values? What are your strengths and limitations? And let's talk about your cycles because if we know these things, these are our foundation and that change work. And that life you want to evolve and create, you can do that. And you can manage, right? Manic episodes. You mm-hmm. can manage and work through and use them to, and like shrinks, mm-hmm. work with okay. your circadian rhythms. Okay. And that's what we provide. We provide that holistic way that says, these are not deficits. Mm-hmm. We can change perspective and say, this is me. And I love my light and shadow. How do we integrate them so that we're living in our full authentic selves and unlearning those things that have marginalized um us uh, and have like kept us on the outskirts?
0: So yeah. 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 No, I, I like the way you said that because as you actually going back described even your experience from I'ma say practicum internship, whatever words we use, you know, with getting hours for yeah. free. know, that a lot of people know that we have to do, which is a lot of hours. Um, There is a big difference between, I'm going to use the word mandated because the the facilities that you mentioned, it didn't sound like the people had a choice of either to go to mental health services and, or if they did have a choice, maybe they didn't have a choice of what type of therapy they were going to engage in based off the facility that they were in. Mm Because I know my experience working in the county is that, um, and this was one of the setbacks, Working in the juvenile correctional facility, of course, they're mandated when they get out. They're technically not mandated to go to therapy while they're in, but it's best for them um, to start working on themselves before they transition, right? And for them, they say it looks better for the judge, but I'm like, that's not why we're doing this. We're doing this for for you, you know? But at the same time, there was evidence-based practices or ways that most therapists who come through, even like the academy, which is, I know, where we met in terms of coaching – we were taught, or we were told, that in order to provide uh, quality services, you have to do this type of therapy with this clientele. And I'm yes. sure you've had it where you've met a client and you were like, "This is not the best yeah. form of treatment." Yeah, absolutely. Let's be holistic. Let's look at how you're saying the whole picture, not just how to get them to the next facility, mm-hmm. which is some places' goal. And so describe your practice now beyond the clients. Like, are you working via telehealth? Are you in the office? Do you have other therapists? Like, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so now we have, uh, we had the luxury of starting actually during the pandemic and DTA was a savior for us. (laughs) I was actually coming out of a hospital system, doing hospital work and experienced a lot of like microaggressions and all the great stuff. You know, and Mm -hmm. so we launched, and I left my job within the first couple of weeks of engaging in DTA because it was like a framework. It was easy and laid out. So, all the questions I had, it's really hard, right? Folks are like, you just figure it out. Mm -hmm. I needed some structure and organization to figure it out. If Mm -hmm. I was right, we wanted to be prepared. Yeah, I left with like a month's savings, and it was great. but i had been following you online probably for 6 months to a year and yeah. then i was like it was when i chose to sign up <laughs> around the same time i chose to leave my job so it was like within a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and i sat in on one of the um one of the workshops and you're like okay so what are you going to do i was like yep you right let me talk <laughs> I'm <talking> to you People <laughs> were like are you talking to me you're talking- <laughs> I actually knew I was making this decision. So we started, and so we've been wholly online since July of last year.
0: Can you describe to the listeners what do you mean by we? Because sometimes when when I'm interviewing other therapists, they say I, and you are actually at another level. So what is we to therapists?
1: Yes. So two ways. I use we a lot because I use a lot of collective and inclusive language, part of our decolonization Mm -hmm. right work. However, when I started DTA, I was a solo practice, and now I've transitioned into a group practice, and we've had our first mental health intern since January, and we have a new youth and adolescent um, therapist who is coming on board, and to, that will be onboarding by <laughs> the middle of June. So we have, yeah. from DTA until now, we have went through a lot of transitions, again. Good, um, good all for that, the yeah. best. Oh, no, the yeah, best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Yes. Like I said, I came in GCA like, 30 days savings. And I want to say three months in. Mm-hmm. So the end of that quarter, when I signed up, I had my first 10K month ever in my wow. life. Wait, let me pause for a second, because 10K, hell to the year. Um, <laughs> also, one of the things I've
0: been noticing Uh, this came up in a recent CE workshop with some therapists. It was like a small group of like six of us um, where I facilitated it. But one of the therapists was sharing, she joined DTA at the end of last year. And when she had showed up to the CE workshop, I said, well, I don't know how it came up. She was sharing like how she's grown. And I said, yo, have you actually like counted how many months that was (laughs) since you joined? And she was like, no. Because what we do is we reference, oh, 2020. Oh, last year. And what I would even encourage you to do, look, we low-key having a coaching call like on a podcast. But (laughs) uh, one thing that I would encourage you to do, because you're literally a walking testimony of, I think, what we tell our clients to do, which is, uh, you know, I'm all about living life abundantly, but also making moves and not wasting time. That part. And look, if you actually count the months from the month that you joined DTA to now, I think it would really blow someone's mind to really recognize like, yo, I left my job, made my first 10K 10k month. We're going to get into it in a minute, but added, you know, strings of income, working on that. You did all that in less than 12 months. So I just wanted to share with other therapists that are listening, anything is possible, but it can only be done if you, if you make the moves, I can give you the map, but you still got to go do it.
1: Mm, absolutely. Okay.
0: I really hope that you're enjoying today's podcast episode. And yes, I am interrupting my own podcast to invite you to check out the Dope Therapist Academy, also known as DTA. We help therapists move from living check to check, not seeing their ideal clients in their practice, feeling overwhelmed as a result of running their practice by themselves and not seeing real profits in their business. All you have to do is head down to the show notes and click on the Dope Therapist Academy or visit us at www drtk.com forward slash dta this program has helped numerous of therapists in over 30 states and it can help you too the dta program is perfect for any therapist or clinician either starting or revamping a private practice to experience exponential growth and earn 10k months or something better so in just less than 60 days Our five-step profitable brand model will teach you the strategies to build your dream caseload for your ideal clients, create a profitable business blueprint so that you can have your dream schedule, gain clarity about your niche so that you can add streams of income beyond your wildest dreams, develop a wealth mindset as a business owner, not just an entrepreneur, so that your private practice can generate true profits, Press the automation button in your back office so that your business can run effectively and efficiently while you live abundantly. And lastly, we'll help you delegate tasks to complete and accomplish the freedom lifestyle that you deserve. So regardless, if you're a newbie, existing private practice business owner, or you have a private practice on the side part time, you deserve to create a business and lifestyle full of abundance. So to learn more about the Dope Therapist Academy program, be sure to click the link in the show notes. And now let's tune back into our podcast episode. So, so tell us, so you got some interns coming, you're, yeah. you're doing good work. And so what is it like to be a business owner now?
1: Ooh, yeah, that took a, so the progress steady and consistent, that mind uh, mindset shift was a little, little longer, right? <laughs> I think, literally uh maybe the beginning of the first quarter and so we're saying dca last year beginning of the first quarter it really started to resonate like you do know <laughs> and so we talk about like making executive decisions mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about expanding it's yeah, like yeah. there's no more like oh if you would it's like no we need to do this and this and this because this is where we see ourselves that's one of the best right I mean not one of the best because DTA is packed with like all the great things but being able to actually plot out and watch each quarter so it was like the five year the 10 year plan I was just like oh wait a minute we're actually crossing things off the list <laughs>
0: Hey, let me interject. So for those of you who are listening, we've talked about the academy. What you'll see um with some of the therapists that I work with is that is that they went through BTA to create their first foundational work. Some therapists thought that, that was gonna be it, and then some therapists actually would stop right there, and that's perfectly fine. But there's a small group that were like, Oh, there's more possible than a practice, you know. And so, do I want to go from solo to group and then go from group to other streams of income. And so what she's referencing is the, the mastermind program that's opened up once a year, but the 10-year plan is in the mastermind. The DTA program helps you focus on your practice for five years, but it really sets the foundation for you to become an investor in your own business for your streams of income later, which is awesome. <laughs> 100%.
1: Uh, 100%. <laughs>
0: So share with, because I know that you kind of spoke about it, but I know people like to hear about wins. And so lifestyle too, like what are some of the things that you've learned as being a business owner in the last six to 12 months that have been huge wins for you?
1: Oh, yes. So huge wins is I don't have to work a 40 hour week Yeah, that, that's and I'm still self-sustaining and still have savings, right? Uh, that was one of the biggest things for me to unlearn that. Mm-hmm. I did not have to grind to get what I was worth and to earn my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a single mother, that was really important, specifically during the pandemic, because I needed to be at home mm-hmm. with these children online learning and be able to tap out like in between sessions and like doing what you need to do. Why is your teacher texting me? Right. <laughs> but having easy access was really important. And so I've even found, like, it was great. We started having lunches together because our lunches, like, overlap. I could do that because now I was making my own schedule.
0: Nice, nice. What is life like now for your business? Like, is your business going to move back in the office? Um, Even if you don't know for sure, like, what are some of the conversations that are happening? Because business owners are, this is the question that's coming up a lot in my DM. Like, what are your suggestions as far as people moving back into the office? So what has been that process for you?
1: Yeah, so we just started polling our uh, clients is a great tip, our our coach, Um, but understanding that the framework we set up for Soul Work Cafe is really meant to be in person, building community and offering like more holistic services in terms of like yoga, in terms of healthy eating and cooking experiences a, because culturally, that's how we break bread. That's how we talk through. It's through cooking and hosting and sharing space. Um, so we will eventually, but thanks to, you know, circumstances, we can start and continue, I should say, virtually until we find our forever home to actually have this whole, you know, whole mm-hmm. you I'm yeah, excited. To go
0: ahead and do another coaching tip right now and whoever's listening I guess this would be a freebie for them because um, <laughs> you because you mentioned that you're onboarding a adolescent provider and right now I mean not to say that other populations aren't serving but adolescents are severely impacted or have been severely impacted over the last year mm-hmm. plus on top of even before this current era I mean we're talking about social media bullying just a lot of things happening online and so um, this is a tip that I actually shared with another mastermind student. So just, you know, count this up for free if you a listener, is that um, if you work with that population, when you mention the word community, you don't even have to start back in the office. You can stay telehealth, but why not make part of your practice, hell, if not all of it, in the actual community? So like, mm-hmm. for example, one of the things that I did in my private practice that I don't talk too much about, but I probably should now that this this reintegration conversation is coming up. Yeah. Was, what I noticed when I was serving adolescents in my practice was that it was an issue with either the parents getting them to my office in a timely fashion, maybe the parents even being available for a collateral session, because they got to send someone else because I work with working class, I would have to stay like super late, but that's not even great because these kids are held their classes. <laughs> so they need to be at home studying. And so right. I started offering because I was doing it with my, ju- with the kids that came out of juvenile camp. I said, yo, can I just go to your school? And I asked the kids for permission. I told them, you know, I'm dressed super casual with some jeans and Jordan's on. So don't think I'm coming to your thing with some pumps. I don't even come to private practice like that. And so I said, I won't have a badge, but I just need for you to sign this release for your parents to sign this release but for your parents to get permission from the school. Because if you have been to like even your kids schools, I noticed it at my son's daycare. They have the sign in book for outside providers. A lot of therapists don't even know that you as a private practice can still be recognized as an outside provider. You just need a release of information. So I'm just sharing that with you, that when you bring on board this adolescent therapist, depending on what state you're in and the regulations I know at the schools can be very different, it won't hurt to ask a parent if transportation is an issue, if you seeing these kids in a housing situation is not even confidential. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Or no distractabilities are you know or you know they can not be distracted. Then see if you can see them at their school. And I was literally meeting kids. They would carve out a room in the library for me. Classrooms were empty. They the janitor opened up a classroom. It was so many things that became possible. And because of EHRs, I just literally charged the parents' card on file, and that was their confirmation that I saw their child that day. And I sent them a okay. summary via HIPAA protected text or email. And they were like, this is convenient for me. The kids said it was convenient for them because most of their problems came from school. So now I was able to see them in their problematic zone. The only thing I would caution is if you work with trauma, you gotta be careful. Can you put the kid back together again? To- Before
1: the you know, back. Yes. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> those instances, yeah, I would actually tell those kids once a month, I need to see you in my office because we need to dive a little deeper than we could do at school. But I, But I don't know if that would be helpful for you, but you can use that same model for actually people, not just kids. I've seen my clients at parks and they were like, this is so refreshing just to walk and talk.
1: We're staying right by the forest preserve. And especially when I first started um, and didn't have an office space, right? (laughs) And we wanted to do in-person and online. We would go for walks in the forest preserve and it kept me moving, right? And so one of my things is like, I'm a real soul doing the work too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's get out here together and move our body and talk about how being out in nature and in the sun actually decreases our stress and increases the vitamins we need
0: wow so look look at all these gems they didn't got so <laughs> I do want to wrap up by you introducing another thing that you're doing right now and so part of our mastermind is being able to take your expertise as a mental health therapist that either for some were created in DTA or for some were enhanced (laughs) because you already came in with expertise, which is awesome in DTA. Can you share with our viewers or podcast listeners, your box? Like if you don't have it by you describe it, but we're going to make sure that we create the links, but can you share with them? What is the box I'm referencing?
1: Yes. So again, a lot of our practice is holistic and we are working with folks to really find themselves and tune in. So what we experience is that a lot of our clients are having trouble identifying their emotions or locating themselves or staying connected to themselves, right? So we created uh, a collection of wellness kits, and our first one that we have launched since being in the program is our ground wellness kit, and it is... (laughs) I love it. I am partial, Um, but it is a wellness kit that includes handcrafted teas for soothing, right? Incense cones, which is a personal favorite of mine. They're perfect for meditation because they only burn for 30 minutes. A packet of 10 affirmation, grounding affirmation cards, and then a little flip booklet of six or more, and I'm going to say it's more, six to 10 grounding exercises that you can actually take with you on the go. So the wellness kit is really built so that you can take a self-care weekend or a day, right? And really sit and create a practice of building your self-awareness, the tapping in and saying, how is it that I really feel? What do I really need, mm-hmm. right? And again, building self-awareness helps our mental and emotional states.
0: Right. That is so, so good. And I, I wanted to bring that into the conversation because as I mentioned, we're talking about two different groups of people, but even therapists need, or I would, I say need, need tools like that. And it would be very beneficial for someone who hasn't even made it to the therapy side, or maybe they aren't feeling therapy or they've been, and it something happened, you know, it doesn't mean that you cannot still use tools by therapists, which to me are some of the best tools because what you're doing, and I know we've talked about it behind the scenes, is what you're, you've done is you've taken some things that you may utilize in your therapy session that can be used with someone more like self-paced. But I love it because it's tangible. Not just here's a homework assignment on a sheet of paper, which is awesome, but you also have things in your box that is tangible. So we're going to make sure that everybody knows where to find it, and your website is soulworkcafe.com? Yes. Okay, so we're going to make sure that her Instagram, all of her links are in the um, bio. If you go to your website, where can they find that box, plus maybe some other goodies? Where do they go?
1: Absolutely. If you go to soulworkcafe.com and click on the shop tab, we have tools for self-guidance which includes mood trackers, and with, so there is we try to put monthly mood trackers on there available. It's the grounding kit. is also a journal, and under Cafe Sessions is where you'll find all the things that are showing up, so our Cafe Conversations, which are real impromptu and informal conversations, and also you will find our workshops, and we have one coming up, <laughs> Know Thyself, building self-awareness again it's perfect for those of you who know you want to tap in but maybe not want to enter fully into therapy but it's also really good for those of you working with a therapist and you're working on building self-awareness and being able to express yourself identify your needs
0: that's good that's good and then they can go to the same website to check out you for therapy services correct
1: absolutely our practice practice. for
0: therapy services
1: (laughs) our practice for therapy service. We are now accepting new clients. Um, Like I said, we have some new therapists that we're excited about and we cover everyone from the individual to the couple, to the family, and definitely our youth and adolescents.
0: Yeah. So with these, especially when I have therapists on the podcast and on the video, we always wanted to give a disclaimer because I think as therapists we always assume that the general public knows and so when you are seeking a therapist or if you seek out her group practice and check out her awesome clinicians that are currently with the group and or onboarding if you have an adolescent, make sure that you find a provider that is licensed in the state that you serve because different people listen to or watch these podcasts and we just want to make sure that we are protecting your mental health and so when you're searching for a therapist make sure that they are licensed in the state that you reside in now the great thing is depending on when you're listening or watching this episode is that currently we're in 2021 and one of the things that this current era has allowed therapists to do which is a great benefit is that some therapists have received a uh, temporary license in multiple states? And so, like if you want to check out Soul Work Cafe and you're in her state and you want telehealth, you don't even got to be around a corner from an office, which is awesome. Um, because when people think about therapy, they envision the couch, maybe not 2020, but before then they envision a couch or a chair. And then people assume, oh, where's the address? Because I can't physically get to it. And that's not the case. So they, not she. They have online services, plus maybe one day community back in the community services. And then she also has an online shop for you to check out some tools, whether you are in therapy with her or heck anyone else. Okay. And so as we wrap up again, we're going to add in all of the links, um, including Instagram And she's already mentioned, so I don't have to ask that question about any upcoming workshops. So just make sure to check out her website. Um, Now, let me ask one final question. If a therapist was checking out my bootcamp or looking at something, you know, my Instagram, what one thing could you share with that person that they were a little ambivalent about getting help with their business just because it's not taught in grad school at all?
1: Ambivalent about getting help?
0: Yeah, because that's where most of them are stuck. Like, I just going to get my CEs to be a better (laughs) therapist and forgetting about the business side.
1: Yeah, I would encourage you to tap in because what you realize is that you only know what you know. And until you get exposed to more legit, I thought I was just like, okay, we're going to be a solo practice. I tapped in and was like, I didn't even know why didn't they teach us this? So. Becoming more well-rounded and well-educated, even about your options as a therapist. Mm. Um, No pigeonholes. You tap in and you get abundance and you get access to building exactly what your heart desires. That would be my
0: first. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is possible,
0: right? What is possible,
1: right? But you got to show up though. (laughs) You you let them know, you know.
0: Um, So yeah, if you want to check out, if you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast and you want to check out the Dope Therapist Academy, make sure that you check out the links in the bios. We will make sure to have the wait list available for you. And also, again, have all of this epic information about Soul Work Cafe. We will definitely have her back because um, she actually covered two areas, but I know we went more in depth about the mental health services and what what I do want her to come back and talk about in the near future this year and probably the next two months is to really (laughs) dive into what it's like as a therapist, mom, business owner Mm -hmm. to add streams of income because that's a whole nother conversation that's gonna last way beyond 30 minutes, okay? And so, because that's really what people are after. It's like, I want streams of income because this season also taught us that one stream is not enough. You yeah, know. So sure. yeah, yeah. So I want to like thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on. I so appreciate you. And you know, I'm about to see you in Vegas.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Anyway. So awesome. yep. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap it up. And for our podcast listeners and uh YouTube viewers or wherever you're watching this video at, thank you for tuning in. Bye.